0: So we have started discussing chapter 14, Gunatraya Vibhag Yoga, Yoga of Three Gunas. We have been discussing about Purushan Prakriti. We have discussed in detail about the qualities of Prakriti, that it is Astada Prakriti. It is constituted of eight different elements. Five the great elements, Bhumi, Apaha, Analaha, Kamvayuhu. And then you add mind, intellect and ego. That makes eight constituent parts of prakriti. You learn then we also learned that this prakriti is supported by Purusha. Purusha is the supporter and that Purusha when identifies with Prakriti becomes the knower of the field. Prakriti is the field of actions and activity in the Naur as the Purusha. Prakriti is the cause for all the actions, cause for all the creation, for the cause and effect relationship to come into being. Prakriti hetu iti Prakriti is the cause for this cause and effect relationship. I see an effect. That's nothing but the cause in a modified form. I see pizza here in this room. It is nothing but the ability of a pizza maker to make pizza and availability of the pizza ingredient. His desire to make pizza and your desire to eat pizza. All these when come together if pizza come into being. That's an effect. The effect comes into being with all these causal effects... I have to have a desire to eat pizza, somebody has to have a desire to make pizza, somebody has to have ability to create pizza, somebody has to have material to create pizza. That's called prakriti. This prakriti is cause for this cause and effect. When it works microcosm level, it becomes avidya. Because of that avidya, the desire rises in the bosom to be complete. That was one of the Valentine cards. You make me complete. <laughs> Up till now, I'm incomplete. It only after that he figures out what completeness means. So this desire to be complete creates more desires of activity. So therefore, Bhagavan said, "Prakriti is the cause for all this cause and effect. How this prakriti functions is what we are learning in this chapter." in detail. So we are doing a little bit of a heavy lifting now. The basic concept we have learned before, we also learned that to get out of this rut of pursuing happiness and getting a little happiness and pursuing happiness, I need to become happiness myself. If I become embodiment of happiness myself, then I don't have to seek happiness elsewhere. And so to do that, you have to contemplate on your supreme self, your perfect self. I'm right now truly identified with my limited self. I think I'm this body, I'm this mind, and this intellect. In all the limitations of all these three, makes me a limited being. But the consciousness functioning through all three remains undivided, imperishable, ever perfect. We have used the space examples many, many times before. Even though the space in this room seems limited, therefore Meena keeps saying, well, it was wonderful when the room was big room. Now that you have put this wall here, it's not useful. Even though the room space is limited, the space itself remains what it was before. Before this building was built, before this wall was built, space remains untainted. Similarly, the self remains untainted in spite of all the limitations of my body, mind and intellect. So to identify with that self, I first have to learn how this body, mind and intellect are functioning in this Prakriti, the nature. So therefore, we are now learning the nature of the Prakriti. The nature of the Prakriti is bound by Maya. The Maya has three gunas, Sattva, Rajas and Tamas. You have learned that in Tattvabodha, three gunat meka maya. Maya creates this illusion of reality through these three gunas. Thing which is not there appears to be there. You may not have any idea what, what I am thinking, but just looking at me, you create an idea. He must be thinking that. Well, he looked at me and he didn't look very happy. I think he's. Because of three gunas in my mind, whatever guna I am under the spell of that day, this is how I'll interpret what I see outside. So Bhagavan said, this maya, when it functions at the microcosm, it becomes avidya. And that is the nature of the Prakriti. The basic element which makes Prakriti what it is, is as pristine as the purusa itself. Because Prakriti and Purusha are the two aspects of the same Supreme Being. The same Supreme Being which is beginningless and endless is Purusha. Prakriti also beginningless and endless. Because it is His manifestation. So the basic tendency of matter in the Prakriti is Pure. It comes under the influences of Maya, of Sattva, Rajas, and Tamas, and those qualities then manifest. Something similar in physics that we know, the matter which was created at the time of Big Bang has only one quality. They're all of a homogeneous quality. But different conditioning created different elements out of it. Now those elements have different qualities. They exhibit different qualities. Even though remaining same at the subatomic level, all the elements, when they function in the gross world outside, they exhibit different qualities. Copper is different than aluminum, aluminum is different than steel, steel is different than wood. So all these things are because of the conditioning which this prakriti goes through. These three influences are called maya. They're created by conditioning. Same person in two different conditions will behave differently. If you're catching a train here or a bus here, you will stand in line. Because just because I'm from India, that doesn't mean that I'll be misbehave. I'll stand in line. Same person going to India on Mumbai's train station, you will behave completely differently. Why? Conditioning change. You Why? Know, train You have to. Dakamuki, you know, go. If you are gonna let people go, you will never go. So different conditionings creates different exhibitions of the qualities. To understand how our mind works, if we understand clearly that my mind is functioning under the different influence and therefore it is behaving this way. I may have a chance to correct it. So that's the purpose of learning this. So Bhagavan opened up the chapter by saying that I'm going to give you this knowledge again. Buyaha, I have told you before, but I'm going to give you again. Knowing this, you will become just the same as me. Mama Sadhar agataha, you will become just like me. My nature is infinite ever blissful ever knowledgeable fulfilled him no desire desireless he is desireless because all his desires are fulfilled you can only become desireless if you have no know desire when would you have no know desire when all your desires are fulfilled otherwise there is no chance for you if your desire which is unfulfilled there is no way you can eliminate it it just the efforts in futility. So Bhagavan said, you will become me, sadharmim agatahan, having this knowledge. What is the knowledge? How the kshetra and Kshatragna functions. How Prakriti and Purusa interact with each other. So then he said that, my yoni, mama yoni, mahad brahma, that the Mahat Brahman, the great Prakriti is my womb. And I as the Purusa put the germ in it. And that's how the world comes into being. Consciousness when touches the matter, that's what the matter enlivens. My body without consciousness will be nothing but a dead body. But right now it is not a dead body because the consciousness is functioning through me. That's why I'm a conscious being. Sambhava sarva bhutanam tato bhavati bhārata. The beings are only possible. They come into beings only because of the union between the purusha and the prakriti. And they come together, beings are born. The next verse, it says, Sarva yoni shukaunteya murtayaha sambhavanti yaha whatever forms are produced or kanteya in all the wombs whatsoever. We as the observers in this world, we see various wombs, new beings are taking birth every day. It seems so unusual to us that somebody dies at a young age and we feel very, very disturbed by that. Now you ask somebody like Nisith who works in an actuary for insurance company, he said death rate is very stable for years. It does not change. Therefore, life insurance is the easiest, he says, to price. All other insurances go up and down, car insurance, health insurance. Life insurance remains fairly stable because death rate and birth rates are very stable. So now you look at it from a statistician point of view, birth and death is not really a big deal. You know, It's not really a huge problem for us as a society. So from the perspective of the Supreme He says, wherever a being is taking birth in any womb, consider that to be my womb only. Tasam Brahma Mahat Yuni Pradapitaha. They are taking birth from my womb only, from the Mahat Brahma, from this great prakrati. They are taking birth. Without this prakriti, there is no womb. So and i am the Pita, i am that seed giver father without the consciousness touching the matter no birth is taking place so here is the idea of him being my father in heaven he is the Bija Pradapita, he is the father of all the beings he is my father he is your father he is his father he, her father we are all his sons and daughters. Not just the prophets and the sages, but all of us are his sons and daughters. He clearly says, Aham bija In this great Prakriti is the womb of all the beings. So then why we are all different from each other? Why then we are not same? Well, we can explain. In our family also, we are four brothers. We four are completely different from each other. My youngest brother who died was the simplest, I'm the most complex, and the other two are in between. Because of my own qualities, the qualities of my mind, my intellect, my body, makes me who I am. My qualities come from my tendencies. My tendency was not to be in sports. So no matter how much people have tried to teach me football, and get me interested in Super Bowl, never really worked for me. I still on Super Bowl day, maybe reading a novel or doing something, also watching other TV. I keep the TV on so that I can watch the commercials in between. <laughs> also, don't miss this halftime show. But in between what's happening, I have no concern whatsoever. You know? Whoever's kicking the ball, sometimes I think, what are they doing? This like crazy people running after a ball, you know, and just bumping into each other. The one who is really interested in football for him, it is like it. my friend used to say, "Neil, it, it's a game of chess on the field, you know. It is very complex and very intellectual game. I said, you think this is intellectual? I don't say it. My mind and my intellect decide how I look at the world. Therefore, sattvam rajaha, tamaha, iti Gunaha, Prakriti Sambhavaha. these three gunas are the basic ingredients of this world of plurality. If those are not there, Prakriti will be a homogeneous Prakriti. Everything will be exactly the same. Therefore the idea of a Kshira Samudra. When these three gunas are in equilibrium, there is no activity. Then there is nothing happening. But because they are never in equilibrium, sometimes Sattva is predominant, sometimes Rajas and sometimes Tamas. This Prakriti keeps functioning sattva raja tameti gunaha prakriti sambavaha. They are born out of prakriti. Why? Because it is the very nature of prakriti. So in Mandukya Upanishad, Gaudapada answered the question which we all asked, why Bhagavan created this world? He says, some says that Bhagavan created because he had a desire to create. So some say it is a play for him, it's a leela. It's a play for him. Gaudapai said, none of this is true, but he cannot have desire to create whose all desires are fulfilled. This is the very nature of Atman. The self is Prakriti. Therefore, Prakriti in English says nature. Nature, these are the inherent qualities of a thing or a being. It is the very Dharma of Prakriti to have Maya. The only difference is when I am under the spell of Maya, I'm controlled by Maya, therefore I become ignorant, avidya. But if I'm in control of Maya, I become Ishwara. So Ishwara is also enjoying the Maya, but is the controller. When I see a magic show, I'm under the spell of magic, therefore I can't figure out how this thing is happening. David Copperfield, I remember David Copperfield, some of you may not. He was very popular in the days when I came here. And his main thing was he will make the Statue of Liberty disappear or something. So when we see on the TV, he makes the Statue of Liberty disappear. Oh, I don't know how he did it. For him, he is the Ishwara for that magic. He knows exactly what's happening. So he enjoys and we enjoy. I enjoy out of ignorance, he enjoys out of his knowledge. So Bhagavan said, Raja Tamahiti Prakriti Guna Sambhavaha Nibadnanti Mahabaho Dehe Dehinam Avyayam Here is where the problem is. These gunas are binding this indweller in me, pure consciousness to this body, mind and intellect. Because of the gunas, the Sattva Rajas and Tamas of Prakriti is binding that consciousness, attaching it Therefore, whatever happens to my body, I think is happening to me. What happens to my mind, I think happening to me. So, what is happening to my intellect, my idea, the ego rises out of this attachment. The ego, rises. Ego means individualized entity who thinks I am the doer and enjoyer. That happens. So, Swami Ji explained the guna in Sanskrit is also means ropes. You know. These are the three ropes sattva, rajas, and tamas, they are binding the consciousness to this limited entity called matter. The qualities of these walls, floor, and ceiling are binding the space into the limitations of a room space. The moment you remove these limitations, space remains where it was before, where it is now, but without any limitations, open space. For once, nibadnanti mahabaho dehe dehinam avyayam, that which is indivisible, undivided, seems divided because of this triguna. And how it binds? Tatra sattvam nirmalattvat prakasakam anamayam. Out of these, sattva is of the nature of purity and luminous and healthy. sukha badnati chanagaha When I'm in a sattvic mood, it still binds me to the happiness, and it binds me to the knowledge, that which shines through because of my sattva. So anybody who has ever tried meditation for the first time can vouch for it. So I, first time, experienced what is meditation when I attended Swami Pursuttamananda's lecture in Houston. Before that I heard the word, but I didn't know what it means. I never tried. Even I had started going to Gorangbaist classes, I have attended Swami Chinmananda's lectures, but meditation is a word. Swami Pursuttamananda, at the end of the lecture, Swamiji does a small, a brief meditation. And that was the very first time I have experienced what meditation is all about. Now, obviously, that was not something I went into Samadhi or so. But those few minutes, and it may be, may be less than two minutes or three minutes or whatever that is, the bliss which I experienced, I would never forget it. That creates a craving in you to repeat that experience over and over and over again. But it is not possible. You know why? We now expectation what meditation should yield where there I had no expectation whatsoever. Swamiji said, close the eyes, I close the eyes. So that bliss, without any expectations, without any desire, that which you experience, it binds you. That sattva is still binding. You want to repeat it again and again. The happiness which you experience out of your knowledge, out of knowing something, creating something, it still binds you. You want to do it again and again and again and again. So sattva is binding you to sukha, in happiness which gets out of it, and the knowledge. Knowledge also binding. That's why we continue to learn something and then learn more and learn more and want to learn more. Therefore, we can give up other things when you are bound by that. When I'm engrossed in learning something or reading something, other things I can forego. Super Bowl can go. <laughs> it's okay. So Bhagavan said that these are the ropes which are binding us. And I will stop right here. Om Sarve Bhavantu Sukhina Sarve Santu Niramayaha Sarve Bhadraani Pashyantu ma Sciddukha Bhagbhavet Om Shantihi Shanti, Shanti, Hari Om Shri Gurubhyo Namaha Hari Om.